Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to another edition of Lockdown Hot Takes. What is this, week 20, week 25, week 30, week 40? Who the fuck knows? I'm your Lodge Master. With me as always is Brother Bishki. Hey, how's it? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> and Brother Lucas with the full stash looking like Eric Roberts in Star 80. What's going on, Lucas? <laughs> I, uh, good evening. I, I like to think of myself as uh, 1980s Nick Nolte. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I can see that. But yes, a little less uh, beaten by the ravages of alcohol, Nick Nolte. Yeah, he was voted, I think, sexiest man alive in 92, which is Prince quite, of Tides. quite something for a man of his uh, yeah life. All right. Enough small talk, guys. We have a movie that we watched that is VOD, video on demand. Mm-hmm. It is called Relic. Relic, not, not the, the relic. relic. Don't confuse this with the Mira Sorvino film. No, it was Penelope Ann Miller in the Relic. Mira Sorvino was in uh, Mimic. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely 110% right. Don't confuse it with the Relic, Mimic. This is Relic. Bishki, I'm sorry I tricked you on this one. Mm. I vetted this. Bishki made it known that he didn't want any more single location oh. creep, creep around a house movies. What are you doing but, to us, Lodge Master? Hey, I smelled something kind of interesting in this one, so I thought I thought it would be both good to talk about and good to bust your balls a little bit, Bishki. Well, the one piece of info you said was there was a split in Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. Um, and I want to guess it. I want to guess it. Oh, you didn't look. I, I have not looked. I didn't look at the trailer for this, and I didn't okay. look at Rotten Tomatoes, wow. which is rare. Okay. Usually I somehow sneak a peek. But what I'm, do you guess is high? I'm guess. Well, I guess obviously critics is high. Um, <laughs> critics, Correct. Critics is, I'm going to guess, 86%. I'm going to guess that the uh, audience score is 32%. Hold, please. Hold for verification. Critics, 91%. Wow. Mm-hmm. Close, close. Audience, 45%. Wow. Okay, okay. I didn't know that going in, but I I had tried to watch the trailer uh, recently and (laughs) couldn't finish it because it was just too bad vibes. And, like, I'm so Mm. stressed out with the the world at large that I'm just like, I I don't need any more stress, man. I've got no room right now, no space uh, to store this stress. Perfect. Uh, So you got punked, too. Yeah. (laughs) Great. But whenever we get... A big split like that, especially when the critics are like in the 90s. Mm -hmm. We got it. We got to see what's going on, you know, and I could kind of guess what what the issues are going to be. But briefly, we're not going to give away this whole movie either, because I think there's not a whole lot coming down the quote unquote horror VOD pike right now. And this is getting some buzz. I think a lot of people are going to see it. Yeah, it's pretty solid the movie for what we've been watching a lot lately. So, (laughs) right. So the basic plot is a woman hears that her elderly mother hasn't been heard from in a while. So she goes to check on her with her own daughter in tow. And they get to her house, and it's a spooky old house. <laughs> and it's time to creep around the spooky old house looking for grandma. Spooks. And, and, and the one thing I noticed is that spooky old houses, they have t- 
two things in common. One, unkempt, overgrown yard. Sure. Two, really poor lighting, both naturally as well as like electrical. Like there's just mm-hmm. not enough light. Pretty stuffy in there. Yeah. I hope, Lucas, you did not watch this during the day because I could barely make it out. Like, No, I watched it at the dead of night. So okay, I was good. I was glad for the heads up. You guys actually gave me the heads up. And had you not, I would have I botched it. So I, I appreciate that. I said that. pump your projector for all its lumens. Yeah. Really <laughs> hit it in the middle of the night yeah. or else you're not going to see a damn thing. Yeah. This is an Australian film. So actually, instead of grandma, they call her Gran. 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 And... Once they get to the house, I mean, we're pretty much in the house. <laughs> that's pretty much yeah. that's pretty much the setting. But I thought for a creep around movie, there were some genuinely tingly moments. In particular, they don't see Gran anywhere and they're looking around. The mom's off trying to track down her last whereabouts. And so the daughter's just creeping around the house. She goes into this closet. And there's a bunch of clothes inside of, like, clothing bags. Garment bags? Garment bags, yeah. And just a little tin, she sees one kind of inflating and deflating. Inflating and deflating. And I'm like, is fucking Gran in one of the garment bags? Like, is she (laughs) hiding in there? Like, what the fuck is going on? And that was genuinely chilling to me. And then she realizes it's really just a draft coming in through a weird moldy hole. And there's a lot of moldy holes. (laughs) So much, of, so much bruises and so much mold. Oh. A lot of bruises. A yeah, lot of mold. It, it was like someone saw the bathtub lady from The Shining and they were yes. like, we're making a movie about her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I wrote down. It's bathtub lady from The Shining origins. Yeah. There's so many sores and <laughs> bruises and even baths. There, there are baths that are taken in this movie. Yeah. So there's all the pieces kind of come together. It's water. It's a lot of water. They finally do encounter Gran. Gran just kind of comes back out of nowhere. And things seem to be all right, but they're not all right. Gran's dealing with some shit. And it's the conversation of what to do about Gran. Do we, do we put her in a home? Do we move in with her? Or do we have her come live with us? Like, what do we do? What do we do? So as a through line for a horror movie like this, it's pretty standard. Like, usually when you have a movie that's set in a single location like this, it's going to be heavy on the metaphor and heavy on the grief. And we got both of those. Mm -hmm. But I think the difference with this movie is just how it was shot. Like, I feel like it was shot really well. And I want to know what you guys think of that. If you guys just dismiss it. For a single location, she shot the, the, the director is Natalie Erica James, first time director. For a single location, I thought she shot the place pretty well like that uh, visually i had very few problems with it yeah and the conceit is also that the house is subtly getting larger throughout the movie slowly but surely there'll be like an extra flight of stairs or the rooms will get a little bigger and the layout will change a little bit and mm-hmm. i thought that was really interesting too and a really kind of cool way to have production value on a modest budget it's just like oh shit the house is changing but you never see it change you just kind of feel that it's changing which i thought was cool lt yeah what do you what what do you think (laughs) yeah no i'm just uh listening nodding along i'm in i'm in total agreement i i felt though visually like aesthetically the yeah single location house shining bathtub lady 
it, it kind of reminded me a lot of hereditary. So, Big so, time. so I yeah. wasn't, I wasn't as wowed as I should have been. Sure. I was kind of like, all right, yeah, I've been, been in this neighborhood before, man. I know the I'm... exact same <laughs> color timing. Yeah. That didn't kind help. Of the, the same feel. Yeah. That kind of took some greens, of, took some wind yeah. out of my sail. I think we're gonna get a lot of Ari Aster kind of rip off. Well, it, it made me years. realize that he kind of owns that like genre now, you know, the psycho mm-hmm. horror genre right. or whatever. But it, he shouldn't. Like, I was thinking about that, too. I'm like, why Why does this feel so much like Hereditary? Because it's about family and it's trauma within the family and it's kind of green. And it's matriarchal. They're, they're strong yeah. women leads in it as well. But he, he shouldn't own that, but yet he does. Like, this is I know. so Burned into our brains. I know. It's just too recent, but, but I, I felt, though, the director made the the story work you know in that location and it, and it it flowed it had a really good pacing to it um and yeah just enough not so much pop outs or jump scares but just yeah cre- right. creepy imagery like creeping did, dread did, do i see that did i see did i see that move or breathe or yeah or like when she looks under the bed you know it's like oh man there was one great shot where where she's coming up from grandma emily mortimer is our our, our daughter yes. here and she's coming up to grandma from behind and then you realize <laughs> it's actually grandma's hair pulled over her face and she pulls back her hair and and it's actually grandma facing her you think she's turned one way and then yeah. she parts her hair and you realize yeah there's definitely some some ring ringu vibes to grandma especially when she starts crawling around but there's a brava sequence that i have to call in the salad dragon for This is towards the end when the house is just going nuts. It's It expands and then it starts contracting and they have to start like crawling around and they realize they're kind of inside the walls of the normal house and they're in some sort of nightmare, like trapped in the walls. And grandma is just going ape shit, crawling after them and they, they have to bust out of the walls and you see, it's kind of like Nightmare on Elm Street-esque where yeah, definitely. You, know, you, see, you see Freddy's face kind of coming out of the wall above the bed. Well, this time they're punching through the wall into the living room, like over the mantle, and just seeing an arm come out like over the mantle. It had this MC Escher like quality where they would bust through one wall and the camera angle would like change because it was like, you know, they were almost in this puzzle box of a maze, like trying to get out. Yeah. And grandma's dipping at their heels. And you think once they get out of the wall, grandma is at bay. But no, grandma bursts right through, too. And they have to fight her. And it is just it's just bedlam, especially after such a slow kind of build up to have this like crazy sequence was much needed and much appreciated. And there's actually a double dragon. Double dragon. But I don't want to get into the ending because the ending is kind of the rug that ties the whole metaphorical house together. But if you're on board with this ending, which it seems like 45% of the audience was, And the rest were like, fuck you. <laughs> but if you're on board, it's a pretty it's a pretty stark and startling ending and in a very quiet, subdued way. And it was it was very disturbing and thought provoking. And I don't know, like I, I really I really liked the ending and it, it wasn't where I thought it was going and it didn't land the ship like I thought it would. And I realize why people are pissed off, but I, I was mean, on, board on the with pissed it. off front. Um, 
No, I mean, no, visually, I did not have any problems with sure, it. Sure, sure. They set up certain things, like, for one, they, they don't pay off, like, a lot of the revelations. Like, there's, like, this house where great-grandpa lives. Right. They don't really pay off. Yeah, there's an old creepy shed where the great their great grandfather like wasted away. Yeah. It seems like they should build the movie around that, but they don't. Yeah. Like you're expecting that to be a climax, but it doesn't never, they never get back to that shed. And I mean, it's just a slow burn. I was feeling uh, the lodge, the movie that we watched earlier this year. I was feeling the turning, which you don't want to feel the turning. (laughs) Uh, a lot of spooks. I was also uh, feeling uh, under the skin a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on the bad vibes front, I don't know, maybe Lucas didn't feel it as much, but it was, this is a pretty miserable grandma, daughter. Yeah, it's oh, miserable. It's got Grand, some real scenes that are like granddaughter, straight, straight out of real life. Like anytime something's going good and they look like they're going to enjoy themselves. Like <laughs> no go, way. No, it's going, you know, something's going bad and it's bad vibes. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's 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 a really great scene where the young daughter like asks her neighbor like so what happened between my grand and, and your <laughs> your special needs son and he's like oh they're playing hide and go seek and the boy got locked in a cabinet and she forgot they were playing the game and she left him locked in there for you know hours until i came over and it's just like oh yeah like and then the best uh, part of that scene is the way it ends because her neighbor's so like matter of fact and reasonable like he's mm-hmm. he's given her t- given her the time of day but she's like she's like i'm so sorry that happened and he just says Okay, and then he just leaves. He's like, fuck you and your family. We're staying the hell away from you. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you got to get out of there. But his special needs son, Jamie, I wanted there to be more of that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. That guy was great. He was great. I thought he was going to have some sort of, like, special knowledge of what the fuck was going on, and he was going to have to, like, help him out of the wall or something or come save the day or something. That would have been much better. Like, But that's not what this movie's interested in. There's no payoff with that guy, unfortunately. But This movie has one thing on its mind, and it's the whole metaphor that we're not going to get into too much because if you watch it, you need something dangling at the end for you. Like, we we can't... can't fully let the cat out of the bag on this but i get why people get upset with horror movies when they end on a more representative note than anything concrete like it's not really concrete action like it's actually right. happening it's, right it's it's, it's it's not like a crime scene where the cops are like well jimmy that was a crazy crime like no. what, like what happened jim like well let me tell you yeah. and it's like no crane like, up and it's over no it it's was a not symbolic that. ending ex- existential ending that can piss people off in a big way and i get that and i read some of the reviews the user reviews on rotten tomatoes and they are just their their brains got deep fried they're like what how do you take my money and my time i don't understand oh my god i need closure i need closure and fake life because i'm not getting it in real life exactly exactly and and you know i get that and maybe i'm just you know we're so far deep into this lockdown that maybe my heart is calloused at this point and i don't you know Know, I'm I'm ready for bad vibes again. Like bring back these like soul crushing movies. I'm fine with them. This this uh, washed right off my back. I did uh, not retain <laughs> any of the ill will. I had to cover my eyes. Uh, I think once or twice. Like actually avert my gaze because I, I just can't stomach like so much violence. You know. Well, let's put a fine point on it when we go to the relic bones. I can 
Lucas, continue with your sensitivity. Um, I really wish this movie like didn't come out so close to Hereditary, although I guess it's been a while. Was Hereditary two years ago or three? Time means nothing. I don't know, man. All I know is like... I had su- I still have such a strong aftertaste of Hereditary, and I only saw Hereditary once. Me too. Uh, it's still so fresh in my mind. Like watching this, I was kind of like, "Oh, this is really inventive and engaging and dramatic and solid and all these things." But I was kind of like, ah, "I've already been there, done that. Like, I don't really want to spend too much time here again." <laughs> And I kind of sensed where it was going as I was watching right. it, like metaphorically. I was like, this is pretty solid. I see where I think this is going to go. But then there were twists. Like you said, there are all these like red herrings or dead end alleys or whatever. And, and one of my favorite set pieces was when the young daughter like is like doing one of those creepy dark house walks through the house. Yep. And she goes into like, I think, a walk in closet and realizes there's like a um, a hallway, like a corridor that's been barricaded with like a dresser and boxes and shit. And she like moves the stuff aside and like casually walks down into this other part of the house and then quickly gets turned around. And when you're watching it, it's such an amazing, oh, so like, fucked e- up. It's such an amazing edit where like if you're not paying attention, it's like, wait a second, like what's happening? Um, I was like, oh, wow, this is really, really cool. But then, yeah, like Bishy said, like it didn't really pay off or I was just kind of like, oh, man. So I have give it two and a half. This is two and a half bones, which I think is what I gave hereditary. Like these are solid, technically well made. <laughs> but like that I, was your controversial hereditary score. Yeah, I know. I'm crazy. But like I just I guess they're <laughs> I guess what it is because I'm Old Testament. Like they're both such bad vibe movies. I would never want to recommend them. Like sure, like, spend sure. Two, two hours of your life, like, you know, watching this horrific violence. It's horrifically violent. Like don't don't let our listeners not think this isn't gory like there is gore like like it's, like it's, it's gross it's gross like it's, it's gross tough. Like if, <laughs> like if, end, I was, yeah. if i was eating like a bag of you know hamburgers from like an in and out drive through while i was watching it like i might have to vomit into that bag <laughs> i think lodge mistress was eating some eggs it did not <laughs> did not uh did not mesh well uh, she she paused briefly and then continued. Brother Bishki, it seems like you're about to uh, crumble down these walls a bit. Yeah, well, you know, I had a very controversial uh, rating of Hereditary, and that was did you did? Yeah, I was the one. I was the one who who yeah. Midsummer, I enjoyed more, but Hereditary, I was dogging a little bit. And this movie is got some of the same things. It's got this, um, you know, it's just kind of depressing from the get go and. And it's got this kind of ambient creepiness that mm-hmm. is very slow burn. And I know it it's is not, only 89 minutes, though. It Let's feels, be real it, feels it felt longer to me. Um, feels like 100 minutes. Yeah. And the spooks, you know, I, I had problems with the spooks and the turning. And you got too scared. And, no, 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 I'm not scared. <laughs> I'm not scared. I just. Yeah, right. You're no, scared. That's no, what it is. No. Uh, look, Natalie, Erica James, this has got visual talent. Um, she's gonna, she's gonna be someone, um, but, uh, it's a one location shoot. It I'm, is. I'm, I'm going crazy about these Lodge Master. I'm sorry. And, sorry, uh, not sorry. and so for that. Four um, bones? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. For, for the visual talent 
I'll give her a bone. Oh, Jesus. And I like Emily Mortimer, I think, because she looks like Margot Kidder in her prime. Oh, and, yeah. And, uh, I and can so see that. I'll give her a half bone. I like her. Just uh, because she looks like Margot Kidder? Yeah, so I'll give it a bone and a All half. Right. But right. um, but I'm I'm siding with the audience score on this one. Um, oh wow! Okay, I, I, was, I was a little uh, frustrated. Well, okay, one and a half is not too bad considering you were already biased against this type of film. I really loved the look of this. I loved the creeping dread. I was on board. I was not expecting too much from it because I had seen that audience score and I knew something stinky was afoot potentially stinky down the road and i knew it was going to end in a way that was not conventionally satisfying the way that i think about this and the way that i enjoyed it is the conceit of this house getting bigger reminds me of the best part of national lampoon's loaded weapon one where emilio estevez goes into his trailer on the beach and it's just a giant interior just like columns and stairways and everything (laughs) and it reminded me of that but in a serious tone and to me that's just brilliant it's a great conceit i wish there was a series of movies about you know fucked up upside down house the series you know so I liked that, and, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal was one of the producers, so you know it's quality. And (laughs) And the Russo brothers, Anthony. And the Russo brothers, so they they believe in it, too. And I don't know, like, just the the general ambient creep factor of it got my juices flowing, and the fact that everybody was Australian gave it a little bit of an edge that, you know, a standard American straight-to-video creep-around-house movie might not have. So, in that case, in the these lockdown COVID days of straight to VOD movies, I'm giving this three bones. Wow. It, it's three bones full of excitement for me. And I do recommend it to our listeners, but I will warn you not to eat eggs or pretty much anything else during this film. Lockdown is definitely giving Lodge Mattress some bone, <laughs> bone inflation. Pete Davidson and now this. Mm-hmm. Wow, what is happening to me? Yeah. But I really did enjoy it. I can't lie. I'm not going to lie to the people, to the public. Nah. Speak your mind. That's Relic, y'all. We got quite the bone spread, just the three of us on this one. Let's blast love and light, love and light, love and light to undo this doom and gloom. Lucas, you got something? Uh, no, I was just doing the love and light. Uh, oh, he's doing, you're doing the big trouble, little China hand gesture. Love and light sign, yeah. The universal sign for love and light. Love and light, y'all. Hey!